Ladies and gentlemen, this is a disclaimer that the content you are about to listen to could contain traumatic or emotional stories. If this brings up any emotions or traumatic events that you've experienced, please seek appropriate services if needed. As always, it is important that we remember that the guests are here to share with all of us, and we need to be empathetic and supportive to foster a community where individuals feel safe to share these types of stories. If you have an individual you would like to see on the show, please make sure to comment below, and I will see if they're interested. If you are someone interested in being on the show, Please reach out and let's make it happen. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Deep Dives into the Minds of Esports. My name is Blake Panashevitz, and today I have a wonderful guest on my show, a player previously from San Francisco Shock, as well as Immortals. While on Immortals, he had multiple first-place finishes. Please let me introduce David Lizaraga, Lizaraga Ramirez. David Osmar Lizaraga Ramirez. Better known as Nomi. I got it. There's, is, there's a lot of names. Beautiful. That was beautiful, Blake. Thank you so much for the introduction. And hey, how, how are you guys doing? Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on this show. Um, I know that when I reached out to you, I told you that this was going to be a little bit different. We've already had some wonderful conversations that I feel people definitely missed out on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll see if we can get that going. We'll, we'll see. Uh, so one of the cool things is that we kind of noticed there that I noticed is we're actually really close in age. Um, you're 27 right now. I'm 26. We're both involved in esports. I think that's a good starting place because for a player being 27 is definitely on the upper cusp of age groups. Correct. I agree. I agree completely. And like, uh, this is the way that I see it. Uh, even though, you know, I have this, you know, 27 years, uh, of age, you know, if I can prove to people that I can still perform at a really high level, then I just still want to be playing, you know, like, I don't think I'm being limited by my age, if I can still like, you know, some way, somehow prove to people that I can perform uh, really well. And the way that I do it right now, at least is, uh, you know, I, even though I'm not in shock anymore, I cannot play on stage anymore. But what I'm going to do is uh, I, I have been trying to stream like at least uh, every other day. And I can like still grind the ladder. I can still show to people that I can like, you know, climb the ladder by solo queuing and just, you know, someone 27 years old solo queuing tank and still achieving like uh, my main account is top 22 in NA and I have a second account called Orchata, which yesterday I was like 34 or something. I, I lost a couple of games because I got DC'd actually because there was a bug on the servers. So I lost 50 points, but I, cl I ended up with uh, top 94 on Orchata. So if I'm able to like still like, you know, uh, prove to people that I can perform well, uh, then, you know, I, I might as well just keep on playing because I feel like it, you know? I, I think it's weird at the age and everything, but uh, I just feel confident with my play, I think. So do you think that this idea that is kind of portrayed in esports that age is a limiting factor is false? Uh, honestly, I think it's false. It just depends on, you know, I have been playing games since the beginning of time, so it's like really built into me. I can play every game that I play. I play really well at it. Uh, being a MOVA, an FPS, strategy game, I can play a lot of games really well. So I think the age thing might be like, you know, maybe people start when they're older, maybe it's difficult for them. But I've been playing since I was like four years old or something on console and then PC and then here I am now. So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, most certainly. I just, I think it's weird with the this culture that has been kind of portrayed that age is an issue because if you say that age is an issue and you can only play so many years, then it actually doesn't allow you to implement long-term structural things into esports. So like mental health is a really good example. Mental health, generally speaking, is kind of more of a long-term, I'm looking at the long haul, the longevity of this player. 
And if you're saying that a player is limited by age, then you're saying that we can't actually implement things that would help this player to improve and to grow. Yeah, I think honestly, like I do believe that uh, the the older I get, the worse I will play. I can, I I, I pretty much feel that. But uh, the thing is, is like as long as I can see that my play is relevant and competitive, mm -hmm. then I'm still gonna keep on grinding. You know, I'm not gonna stop. So of course, maybe when I was like, you know, 17 years old, I was insane. I fucking, uh, I'm sorry that I say no, that. No, no, you I'm can sorry. swear. This is you're, you're free to be and swear whatever you want. I'm okay with that. Yeah, when I was playing uh, COD 2 back in the day, when I was that age, I was insane. Like within like the first two weeks, I, w I was already like in a team. I was like being known on uh, on on servers in COD 2. So like. Of course, my play was a lot better back then because you learn faster the younger you are, right? You you, you learn way faster. But, uh, you know, I, I like like my saying is, as long as I can play well, as long as I can, like, prove to people that I can compete well at a really high level, uh, then I can, I still want to play. I still want to compete and some way, somehow, just, like, play in tournaments, be in a team environment, and, yeah. And being 27, a lot, you have lots of life experiences that you can probably draw upon in order to actually help out a team environment. That that is correct. Uh, I don't know if uh, if you uh, have ever talked to uh, any of my previous teammates, uh, but uh, they they tell me that you know I'm a very good teammate. I'm a really good person. Uh, since I'm really old, like you said, I have a lot of experience on you know different things that uh, kids that age they don't they don't know exactly what's happening. You know, like I have gone to work. I have deal with people, uh, really bad people, really good people. So I know how to like you know. But uh, when I see on my team that there's like a certain you know. Uh, uh, personality that is not like really common between people, then I it's easier for me to like be able to handle it, you know, like because uh, I don't know how to explain it. You know, you know that some players like they play really well, but they have like this personality that maybe deteriorates the performance of the team. You know, maybe we have something that's really negative. Like yeah. he plays really well, right? He plays, he fucking pops up with uh, with a character, but he is really negative. You know, when he dies, he's saying like. Uh, bad things that are not helpful for the team and he just doesn't he's not that coachable for a person uh then maybe it is easier for me to deal with because you know i have deal with people that have been like you know negative in the past and stuff like that so i can i can i can have like a connection i, I can have like an easier connection with that person because i know how to talk to people I, I, that's like something that i have developed because of my age yeah i think that's a really good skill to have now you were born in tijuana uh, that is correct Okay, so what was like like growing up in T T Tijuana? The the J's are a little hard for me to pronounce there. Um, I think uh, you know, in terms of like growing up, uh, just going to school, uh, living with my grandma. <laughs> you lived with your Stuff grandma. Like, yeah, yeah, I lived with my grandma. My grandma had like a very big house, and I was living there with my mom. Uh, when I was growing up, in general, uh, my mom was really busy with work. So I spent like the majority of my time with my grandma when I was growing up. So unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't really grow up with a, uh, with someone like with my mom and my dad because they were always like away. I didn't have a dad just to begin with, right? My dad kind of like left us when I was like a month, a couple months old. So I never, I never had that. And my mom was really busy like during that time of my life where I was like growing up. So I think this, this is one of the main reasons why. Uh, I kind of like deviate to video games because, you know, video games is something that, you know, you play uh, for a little bit, you enjoy, and then you have fun, and then you forget about everything. Yeah. So I think I think that's, you know, one of the main reasons why, uh, even though my mom didn't spend that much time with me growing up, like she did everything she could so that I can get like a really good education and I was able to like 
learn English during you know my elementary period or my childhood. Okay, so your dad left when you were only a couple months old. Correct. That sounds like yeah. it was something that is incredibly hard. Did you ever find out the reason why he left? I think he just wanted to like he he wanted more money. He wanted to be in the U.S. or something, and then. Maybe maybe when he saw me, he he panicked. He looked really happy on the pictures, bro. Okay. <laughs> but then but then he just like panicked or, or something, and he just left. Like I I have never talked to the guy, I have never seen him. Like you know, I see him on the pictures, but I have never seen him like you know at this present time. You feel me? So it, it is hard. It is difficult, uh, especially when you're young. But right now, like I just think about like look at how many things I have achieved for my family without having that guy. So I'm like, you know, I don't care about it anymore. Mm-hmm. My my mom actually uh, my mom and dad split up when I was right around six, um, and I don't have very much contact with actually my mom, uh, very much anymore uh, because of different circumstances. But I did grow up with her. But that's did you have any resentment? Because I know that there was a a long period where I had a significant amount of resentment where I was like, how, why did I not matter? Like, I think uh, more more than anything, uh, I, I don't I don't really think about. I, I respect my mom so much for everything that has, she has made mm-hmm. and my family for every, for everything that my family has made, you know, my grandma, my uncle, my aunt, and my mom in general, that another person is like, it's fine, man. Like okay. there's going to be my uncle in that case, like, even though he's not my dad, he was always doing stuff for us. You know, he was always helping us always like being like the father figure. Yeah. You know, I saw him as kind of like a father. Of course he was working all the time. But, you know, I, I spent time with him and it, it was good. It was good. It was nice. But yeah, resentment, I guess I felt a little bit, but it was like, I have to move on. You know, I cannot like just be thinking about this guy all the time because uh, thinking about it is not going to give me, it's not going to get me somewhere better, you know? So it was like, a, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. No, no. <clears> you, you realize that you had to move on because if you didn't move on, then you're holding yourself in the past. Correct. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So you said you grew up primarily with your grandma uh, was your grandfather around or did you the 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 grand my grandfather was around but they were like split all the time like okay. it was like a bad situation from the beginning so i had good connect i had good communication with both of them but my grandfather left the house and like like a long time ago i was really young when that happened uh but i always had like you know good communication with him if that makes sense but I never saw them like as a family, you okay. know, they were always like, that. Not, my family is crazy, bro. Like there's always have been like problems with that shit. You know, like how old school families, like mm-hmm. how they like some kids that they have and they don't like the other kids. It's like some weird situation, man. It's like, <laughs> it's like a novel thing, dude. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Well, I mean, that's kind of the point of the show too, is to kind of let people know that this is something that happens to everyone. And yeah you need to you need to work through it you need to realize that you're not alone in the world that there's people you can relate to um that people who do incredible things that had things that might have been unfortunate happen to them yeah no it's it's insane dude like uh just to give you like an example right uh when i was when my grandma died i was like 18 19 years old at the time uh my grandma was kind of like the connection between like my uncles and my mom you know, so excuse me. My grandma died because she was uh, she had diabetic problems. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's it's okay. Uh, thank you. When she passed away, uh, kind of like the house that we were living at, it wasn't my grandma's house. It was my grandpa's house, right? But okay. since I already told you, both of them had problems. You know, since 
you know, since I was like, you know, alive. Both of them have like a relationship problem. So what happened was my grandpa sold the house to one of my uncles, right? So my uncle was kind of like the owner of the house, but my uncle never had like a good relationship with my mom. Like they were always like, neither my grandpa had a good relationship with my mom uh, and or my uncle, right? So the only thing that was kind of like connecting us, allowing us to stay in that house was my grandma, right? Because we had to take care of her. You know, we had to like make sure that like, you know, she's good and everything. So when my grandma passed away, that's like, a, you know, immediately that's a, like a sign for us that we need to get the fuck out because it's not a house. It's not my grandma's house. It's my uncle's house. My uncle never had like a good relationship with my mom. It was really bad. It was fucking bad. It was like a bad relationship with him and with me as well. So we had to get like get the fuck out and we had to start from scratch. So so, so when you say bad, like was it yelling all the time, fighting? Uh, it, 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 it was it, like, yeah. Was it like actual physical fight? Because I know that me and my stepdad physically fought a couple times. No, um, no, no. It was not. It was never physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank God. But it was it was a relationship where like he was making like life hell for us like he was making things on his end to make sure that our life was like uh, really bad and miserable and we had to struggle with things and so this is like something that has been built for years now you know it's not like when i was 18 he started doing it no he was he was having this fucking uh relationship with us since i was like really really young and sometimes he was even related to video games right like for example uh I really like to have, I had my console and shit, like my Nintendo 64, my PlayStation 2 and stuff. So I like, you know, my neighbors to come over and play with me, right? So there was this point in my life where like this guy actually locked us in so that I cannot bring people in, right? So I cannot invite people in because I actually had a lock on my door. And so we cannot let people in unless he was authorized with him. Just to give you like an example, right? Wow. It was it was fucking stupid, dude. So I, I was like, I don't give a fuck. He's like the owner of the house, like whatever, dude. So I, since I still had my grandma, it was fine. But when my grandma passed away, then we needed to, you know, I wouldn't want to live with that shit. Dude. You don't want to live like that, you know? That's just like a small example. Yeah. So just like we had to move over, we had to uh, start from scratch, uh, paying rent, you know. And now we we have this house, we which we almost like finished paying for. And we're just like remodeling and stuff like that. So that's yeah. awesome. So when you lost your grandma, that was like a staple anchor in your life. Then yes, that kind of held everything together. What was that like for you? When it, it was hard, man. It, it was it was really difficult because uh, I, I love my grandma. First of all, you know, I spent a lot of my childhood with her, uh, and more than anything, like having to move somewhere else, like starting from scratch. My mom didn't have anything, man. My mom had nothing. So my mom had to do everything she could on her end to make sure that uh, she can bring my sister and myself, uh, you know, with her, you know, like, you know, makes us uh, live, live at least like a normal life, you know, under a roof. So starting from scratch is really hard, man. It's something that, you know, I, I really don't wish to anybody when you're just like, you know, rolling to a different place without having anything like money, things to keep. Like, it's really hard, man. It's like you, you just think about like what's going to, ha- what's going to happen next. You know, like maybe tomorrow we won't have a roof, you know, maybe tomorrow we won't have something to eat. It's, it's difficult, dude. When you don't have like that, um, foundation, you know, so, uh, but, but you know that when parents help you, like they give you like a house or something, you know, when they, when I can't, they I can't, I like can't, that. I can't speak from my personal experience yet, but yeah, I, I kind of understand what you're saying that they normally have something there. I know that for me, when I turned 18, I was pretty much out on my own. 
Um, yeah. And I did a lot of stuff for my, like, I kind of started from scratch. I ended up yeah. paying for my own place, um, working. I remember one time getting mono and I couldn't work for like two months. And I remember eating ramen noodles for like six yeah. because I yeah. couldn't, couldn't afford anything. Ex exactly, bro. That's exactly the same. So uh, starting from scratch is difficult, but you, you figure it out a way, you know, you find out what to do, uh, how to live and uh, how to push forward to that. But yeah, my example was, you know, sometimes like your dad is like, hey, you know, you can have this car. Even yeah. if they just give you a fucking car, it's like huge. Oh, right? yeah. It's like a huge thing that, that you don't have, that you don't have by yourself. So that's my example. We had nothing. So we had to move on and like, we have to like uh, figure it out, you know, what to do and how to, you know, push for forward without having anything. Yeah, that sounds really difficult. So you moved when you were 18, 19? Yeah, around 19 years old, 18 so years old. you must yeah. have been just starting school then for college, yeah. right? Yeah, I was going to school. Uh, unfortunately, like, my school was not really that good. Like, mm -hmm. I was going to a school where, like, I had the afternoon shift. Mm -hmm. So the, the way that I see things is, the, the way that I work in my ethic is, when I go to this place, I, I need to have, like, an objective. Yeah. So, for example, right, if I go to work... I got to make sure that I cover my shift. I am there for working and I can have fun. You know, I can chill around, but I want to make sure that I get my work done. You know, I need to make sure that my schedule is done. So the same thing was happening with school. I was going to school and then I arrived to school. I was, I had like two hours of school or something. And then the teachers came and they're like, okay, guys, so your teacher didn't arrive. So you guys have four free hours to do whatever the fuck you want. And I'm like, bro, four hours, bro. Like, what am I going to do in that time? How much would I just go back home and just fucking play video games and then I didn't come back? So I kind of like, I struggle a lot with school because it was, I felt like it was like a waste of resources, a waste of my time. So when, when I was not in school, I came back home, I played video games and then I never came back to school. So I kind of, I, I kind of like, I kind of dropped school because of it because I didn't like that system. Maybe if I studied in a different place, it would have been better. But at that moment in time, that's the only option that I had because it was like, government thing you know it was the only financial option that we had so yeah the, i don't know that answers your question no it definitely does so looking at the school aspect and you had already mentioned that video games were kind of this place to escape from what was school like when you were growing up mm, when i was when i was really young uh I, I'm, I'm a really nice guy like i'm a really funny i never had problems with like social stuff uh it never no one never knew that i was like playing video games like no one dude like i was one of those guys that like i'm like super cool and really nice that because back then you know gamers were seen as nerds you know you're yeah. like oh you're the fucking nerd and shit like and nerds were like seeing at this guy who like stays in a corner doesn't have any social skills they just like are really shy and stuff like that so I was not like that. I was completely opposite like that. I was like a funny guy. I was relating. I was able to talk with everybody. I was like super cool. So in general, like school was fine. Like I, I had my friends. Uh, of course, I, I, I had some friends that play video games themselves. You know, they had their consoles and stuff. So there was like a topic that we can relate to and we can talk about that stuff. But yeah, it was it was really nice. I, I liked it a lot. It was fine. Uh, when I was, you know, during that 19 year old uh, period, the school that I was going to it was like. GG, dude, I would much rather just go back home and just play video games, so, yeah. So, a common uh, thing that I've noticed a lot of times with gamers who play video games, especially starting out young, is they eventually start to play more video games and hang out in social situations. Uh, that doesn't sound like it was the case for you, really. I, I think, in general, like, even though I was really friendly and everything, yeah, I like to play, stay home and play video games, okay. but no, like, no one knew about that. Like, I could just say, like, 
yo, I don't want to go because, you know, I have to do this or whatever. Like, uh, I, I would much rather just stay home and play video games because that's what I love. Mm-hmm. But in general, like, no one say anything because no one knew what I was doing, right? So I was cool in sc- I was cool in school, <laughs> and then when I go back home, I just play video games like all the time. That's pretty much it. Okay, that makes that makes a lot of sense there. Like you were able to get along with everyone, but you'd much rather just kind of not. Uh, exactly. Yeah, deal just with rather people. just play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> correct. I I uh, when I was growing up, I actually uh, played a ton of video games. I was not the cool person. I was the person who didn't even tell people I played Dungeons and Dragons because that was yeah. so uncool <laughs> that you were. <laughs> You were you were not gonna have uh, a fun time, so yeah, it's fine. It's okay. I, I have people that were like that. Yeah. Uh, on my on my like, I have people that you know were obviously uh, one of those people, and I was talking to them. I, I was like, you know, I, I I was a guy that I will treat people how I don't want to be treated. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, right? Yeah. So I see I see my I see people like uh, making fun of you know the. Those people that play like board games or like they're really open with the nerdy stuff, right? Yeah. And I was talking to them. I was like, "Hey, you, you leave him alone. Let's just fucking." I was chilling with them. I was, I was like having fun because I can relate to them with that, right? Mm-hmm. I play video games myself, but never, never, no one ever knew. But I knew, but but I had something to relate with, so I was defending them in a way. Like I was like, you know, being like a like someone that's cool. You know, talking to them, so that was really, really good. I think I, I always have that mentality of like uh, being able to treat everybody with respect and just treat everybody with like how I don't want to be treated. So, I think that's really good, and I think more people should get on that yeah. train. Um, yeah. Looking at the the parent dynamic with school, I know that when I went to school, it was actually more of a norm if your parents weren't together than if they were like the people whose parents were actually together that was definitely more of an abnormal situation um was that the same for you like i imagine you had school events that you would go to um was it were you more part of the norm or the like uh what do you mean like uh like like going to yeah like having friends and stuff over and they they would ask you like hey where's did they ever ask you like where's your dad or what happened to your dad what was that like yeah they they always they always ask me like stuff like that but uh, during some of my events, uh, one of my uncles, mm-hmm. the the uncle that's really close to my family, um, he he uh, he on on the same school that I was going up when I was uh, growing up, uh, I also had my cousin going there. So when there was like you know parent events, he was going for her and he was going for me as well. So it was kind of like a, you know two. Uh, birds with one stone yeah and when people ask me you know what, what's happening with my dad well you know i'm like yeah he he's like like my dad that's that's pretty much what i said like he's like my dad so mm-hmm. yeah it, it was never like really really a problem it was never like something that like uh it was like super super rough for me but uh i i i, I will say like i learned how to deal with it because i had the option you know mm-hmm. i had the option that's your uncle sounds like a great figure in your life is he uh, still around yeah, yeah. His name is uh, Jesus Lopez, and he lives in the United States. Okay. Uh, you know, he has his family there, and every time I have the chance to see him, uh, you know, I go there, and he can. He sometimes visits us as well with my aunt. So yeah, he had like a like a huge impact uh, in terms of like father figure when I was growing up because I I can rely to him. I, I I can always rely on him if that makes any sense. Like he's someone he's someone that can always rely on whatever happens like if i call him like 
he will do everything he can to help me in that in that scenario. He's one of those guys. Okay, so you you obviously are somewhat of a fame. I would say a famous figure, um, at least in the bubble of esports, right? Like people yeah. know you. You're definitely way more known than random people who play video games. When you yeah, started, yeah. when you started to become uh, famous, was it uh, a big deal? Did people start reaching out to you? Did you start to notice that? Because uh, Sometimes when people uh, start to get some level of fame, they get reached out by family members. They get reached out to um, by other things. I know some individuals who um, have been asked for money before. Um, and I know you supported your family, but did you have other family who ever reached out and was like, can you support us too? Uh, most of the time, like I always try to keep this on the low key. Mm-hmm. So none of my friends know. Uh, at least I, I don't think they know. Of course, there's people that know, but yeah. like... Uh, I try to keep this as low key as possible, because uh, I I, w- I would just like trying to make sure that you know my family is not attacked and stuff like that. You feel me? Yeah. So uh, of course th- there's gonna be people that ask for money, but it's it isn't like it isn't like a big deal. It is it wasn't like that much of an issue to be honest. Uh, but yeah, mo- 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 just to answer your question, yeah, we were trying to keep this as low key as possible, and the less people know, the better, in my opinion. Okay. So you, I remember uh, watching a video where you said that uh, getting into Overwatch League has opened up a tremendous amount of doors for you. Uh, how how did it open up doors? What were some of those doors that it opened up? I think in general, like it helped me uh, during like my. I, I am 27, right? And since I've re- I have people under me that rely on me. In this case, my mom and my sister. Uh, it helps me immensely financially, right? Being able to like. Uh, say, hey, you know what, sister? Like, you can study in whatever school you want. Just focus on school. I will, I will back you up. I will give you the help that I was never given to me. For my mom, I, I don't want her to be working for someone, right? I don't want her to be like the dog of someone else. So I just, you know, want to make sure that she stays home, uh, does mother things, takes care of my sister, right? Growing up, so that she doesn't like deviate uh, as much as I did, right? So being able to being able to do those two things for me, it's like insane. It's like huge because uh, those two things are like when I, when I'm like, like my mom's age, I don't want to be working for someone. I want to be like my own boss. I want to make sure that I can, you know, take care of myself and I don't rely on someone on top of me to like be successful. Right. So that's huge. Second, I want to make sure that my sister has like uh, whatever she wants to do in life, whatever she wants to fucking study. Like I want her to be able to accomplish that goal, which is something that, I was that option was never given to me, and I think that's like another huge thing. So, in general, those are the most important things for me, in terms of like opening doors, right? It, it gives me those options to be able to do that with my family, and I think that's what that that's like my goal for me. Okay, so how how much younger is your sister than you? She's ten years uh, younger than me. Okay, so that's quite a bit of an an age gap yeah. there. So you're really trying to get in there and make sure she had all of the things that you didn't have. You're kind of actually you're functionally replacing your father for her. You're trying to be that father figure there who is going to provide as much as you can for the household. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I, I since I'm, I'm from Mexico, like I, I am not used to like a fancy life. I, I don't need like fancy things to survive. I'm, I'm really fucking chill. Like I, I don't need like really expensive. I don't need my Gucci dude. I don't need like, you know, my Jesus. I have a pair of Jesus actually, but it's not like, I don't even know what those are. So <laughs> I'm not even going to, are there shoes? So, yeah, it's like it's like shoes, you know. Like if you if you ask Sinatra about it, like he will tell you everything about shoes, dude. But like more than anything, I bought them because 
uh, during like that area that I was at, like the league, the players, like everything. I bought them because of that, but like in general, I don't need them. I'm a really chill guy. I don't need a lot to like be happy. So I'm able to like deviate a lot of my resources that I have to those two things that I was talking to you about. I guess that brings me down to my next question. You're you're not with San Francisco Shock anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Are you worried? I am. I, I am worried. Uh, it, it creates like this. Uh, it is stressful. It's like, uh, I mean, you're you're almost my age, right? Yeah. And you had a job before, and when you don't have a job anymore, it's like, you know, what am I, what am I gonna do next? Like, am I gonna run out of money? Like, you start like, you know, asking all those things. So of course I am I am worried. I am stressed about it. Uh so what am I doing? I'm trying to like figure it out how to uh try to get back to like a comfortable scenario, right? Like somewhere where I can feel comfortable. So what I'm doing now is again I'm streaming, which that generates some sort of revenue for me. Uh I'm also uh I'm currently playing with a team called GOATS, <laughs> the famous GOATS team. And they're they have no salary or anything, but I'm able to like still play the game, still practice. I just want to scrim. I just want to just get back into it, right? I want to practice, and then I'm I'm also able to like teach them a lot because uh, they have there's like a tier three team. They don't know a lot about like strategy and stuff like that, and I learn a lot from and specifically from Krusty because even though Krusty never really coached me because Super was playing at the time, uh, I was able to like learn a lot just by hearing him and watching him because I was going to practice almost every day. Yeah. So I was able to like absorb as much information that I could, and I learned a lot. So, yeah, that, yes, of course I'm worried, but I'm I'm working towards like being able to go back to like a comfortable scenario where uh, I'm able to like keep those two things going if possible. The two things that I mentioned to you. Yeah. So you mentioned going into practice every day. Was that a requirement or something you did because you wanted to always improve? No, it was it was never a requirement. It was something that I did uh, for myself, and I was something that. Uh, the the only thing that bothered me, to be honest, was the fact that I was not scrimming. That was like a huge thing. Like, not being able to scream for so long is like ugh, it feels bad. Because I have been screaming since the game was released, like since day one, pretty much, with Sodi Pop and then Immortals and then you know San Francisco Shock. I've been screaming like really consistently. So the fact that I have been screaming for like months, it feels it, it feels bad, dude. Like, I don't know. As a player, it doesn't feel that good to don't scream. Uh, you can definitely, you can definitely like go by and don't scream but like screaming is such a huge thing uh so even though i was not screaming i was like you know seeing what crusty was saying seeing what my coaches were saying uh trying to get as much you know information as possible so i can like at least some way somehow stay relevant with the meta you know if that makes any sense let's go all day now right? yeah <laughs> no it's goats is good but like it's being like people know how to play against goats yeah. now like so it's it, yeah that's that's just how it is yeah. So looking at that and kind of that fear that's happening, it kind of takes you. Does it remind you a little bit of when you had to quit school? Mm, a little bit. Yeah. It, it, I have like this gap of like, I don't know what's gonna happen next. It's like, yeah. It, it reminds it reminds me of that. It's like, fuck. Uh, good thing is I did what a good adult should do, which is save money. I save a lot of money. Uh, I have been investing my money in my house. So I did like the smart thing. I'm very happy that you said that. When, when yeah. I, whenever someone would ask me like, uh, like what what should what should we do? And I would always tell people, if you're in esports, you should save or invest a significant portion of your money. That should be yeah. because it's a, a job field that is not necessarily stable. 
And so, at the very least, you want some sort of emergency fund in case you end up becoming a free agent or you end up yeah. in contract because that's how contracts work. That is not just for esports, by the way. Because um, it's, it's if you're doing contract work anywhere, you should do the same thing. And I know that I do it for mental health because um, my counseling firm's all based on contracts. And so every year comes up, you're like, "Am I gonna be resigned for next year?" Yeah, so. yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, man. But uh, yeah, I, I pretty much did that. Uh, I save money. I'm investing my uh, a lot of money that I ha- have not have saved. I have invested into my house, so I have enough money to like just uh, don't worry about that for for the next couple of like months. Uh, but of course, uh, I I need to keep on going, right? I need to like find a way how I can like use what I have as a weapon to like being able to move on- onwards. I think that's where goat starts to come in here. So you ended up. Quitting school, uh, probably a lot of it had to do with the fact that you thought it was pointless, and then you were starting to get more into looking at professional gaming, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, in general, not professional gaming, to be honest, uh, because since I was not doing well in school, like, that was not my thing, and we were struggling. My mom, there was a moment where my mom lost a job, so we had no job, and we were paying for rent, right? We were paying for the house. So it's like, I I was kind of like, I needed to do something. I needed to, like, fucking do something to being able to eat. This is, I don't know. You watched the, the Overwatch League did, uh, video. It was like yeah, a, so, a two minute video or something like that. I was, I felt like it did not give you a sufficient amount of time to describe this story. Yeah, exactly. So when, when my mom lost her job, it was, it was like an unfair scenario, but she lost her job and she has never worked since then. I think I was like around 20, 21 years old, I think when that was happening. So I had to like, find a way to like make money right because we were not able to eat like yeah. properly we were paying the 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 home that we we're living at so it's like there's like a lot of things that are coming towards you and like you had the the, the homeowners like shouting at you on the front door because they they want their money right so i had to like do something about it so what i did first is i work i work an office job as a tech support for for like six to eight months or something, which that was fine. And then one of my neighbors, uh, a really good friend of mine, he offered me an option to uh, work for video editing and uh, recording, like uh, video recording. So the way that it worked is like, he was doing like wedding and 50 year old party recordings. I don't know if you're familiar with that, where there's like a wedding and there's like a group of people that record your wedding, right? Yeah, Yeah, so I, I was doing that stuff. For like two years, which it was good, it was really nice. The money was good and everything. the The problem was was like, uh, there was like certain periods of time where there was no work. It was it was like so you had like a it was like a seasonal job functionally. You had like it, it, large ports where you're working a ton, and then other parts where you're just not working at all. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that was really bad. I felt that that was really bad. It was really inconsistent. So after those two years, I learned a lot, though. I learned a lot. I learned how to like uh, edit videos and like record, like take pictures uh, at a really good level. And then after that, I went back to like that tech support job. I stayed there for like two two years. And then after those two years, that's when Overwatch came out and the whole like Sony Pop Immortals thing happened. Uh, the thing is, just like during that time, should should we be talking about this already? Like is, is we're we're gonna that? jump back and forth. We're good. Okay, so you, can, you go work for his natural. Yeah, all, all right, perfect. So I'm just like literally telling you my story, yeah. pretty much like how it works. So uh, after those two years of working that place, uh, during that time, uh, Overwatch came out, and then the Sony Pop thing happened. 
we had really good success with Sodi Pop. Like within the second team, the second week of being a team, I think we finished. We were on the finals on a Gosu Gamers Weekly. Back then, uh, Gosu Gamers was like a weekly tournament that they had, like which it was casted by CP and uh, Hex as well, like Hexagrams. Yep. So <clears throat> back then, uh, like the second week that we were a team and we played in that tournament, we landed on the finals and we were playing against like Seagull. Like it was Luminosity, which had like Seagull, Gods, Pooks. Uh, I don't remember the rest of the team. Uh, I don't remember the rest of the roster, but it was it was Seagull, right? Like it was like it was a big deal. Himself. It was a big deal, dude. Like we were playing against a sponsor team. We got shit on. Like we got fucking destroyed by them uh, at the finals. But hold on, but we got. It was one of those shit ons where like. Bro, it felt so good because we're able to like we were able to like compete against them, and we were able to like share the stage against someone that's actually doing this for a living, right? Mm-hmm. So when that happened, that ring a bell. I mean, I was like, we actually have potential. Like we ha- we can actually do this stuff. So after that happened, like you know, we keep on playing, and then uh, we qualify for for a LAN, and we were like the only unsigned team at that time. Uh, so we got we got we got reached by. Uh, but a couple orcs, in, in that case, Immortals was one of them. And that's when we signed with them. And, you know, that's when everything changed. Everything changed for you. So looking back, you you quit school, right? You're like, I'm done with this. You're working. Was it comfortable living or was it still pretty tight? Uh, one, 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 one. When I so, was... Uh... So when your mom had lost her job and you were working to try to support the entire family right now, doing different jobs between video editing or working at the IT, um, was it still was it still tight? Like, was money still tight? Was it still an issue? Or were you doing pretty good? No, I think uh, for living in Mexico, I was doing fine. We we're doing fine. Like we didn't have the money to like buy expensive stuff or like do fancy stuff, but we were having enough money so that we don't have to deal with the rent. Mm-hmm. We don't have to deal with the food, so we were having money to like go buy, right? But it was not enough money for me to tell my sister, "Hey, where do you want to go to study?" No, it wasn't. So, so was there a point where your mom thought about going back to work? Yeah, yeah, she tried. She tried to go back to work. Uh, she actually, the last thing that she tried to do, uh, she was doing like, uh, like, uh, imagine Uber, mm-hmm. but it's not Uber. It's it's more like you see the cab on the street and then you call. Him. You're like, hey, you pick so, me up. So it's like taxi cabs. Yeah, this, taxi cabs. Exactly. This old school thing that no one knows about because Uber and Lyft exist now. Yeah, it took over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uber took over. So yeah, she was doing that, but uh, she was doing really well. But during the first month, she actually got robbed. Uh, so when she got robbed, she got really scared. And she was like, fuck it, dude. I don't want to deal with that shit. And I told him, like, yeah, fuck that shit. Like, you know, you don't want to you don't want to be like that. What if that guy fucking like stabs you or fucking kills you? You know, like you don't want to you don't I don't want my mom to deal with that shit. Right. So I was like, yeah, fuck it, dude. Like, let that shit go. But yeah, she tried to go back. But it was it was she struggled a lot. She struggled to go back to work. And that's just like an ex, like an example. Yeah. Is that is that something that's common? Yeah, it's Mexico, man. Like Mexico. I, I've like, never I've never been able to go to Mexico, so that's why I'm asking. Not everyone knows. Yeah, so yeah, there's like, uh, so this is how it works, right? Like Mexico, there's like a lot of good places. There's like really beautiful places that you can go. Uh, the criminal rates on on those areas is really really good. Mm-hmm. But the problem is just like, so you live in in California. You have gone to downtown LA, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So when you compare like downtown LA to like Santa Monica or like Burbank. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like day and night difference, right? Yeah. 
like so it's really similar here there's gonna be places where it's really nice it's really chill but there's gonna be a lot of places where holy fuck like you don't want to get there at that time of day because something's gonna happen right you don't want to be walking during those that time with like your fucking watch and it's like it's like everywhere man to be honest the thing Not is michigan like... i'm just letting you know there's certain parts <laughs> of where i live where you won't see anyone for miles like you could literally just go outside and you don't have to worry about locking your doors or Locking doors is a weird experience. So that's not true for everywhere. But <laughs> exactly, yeah. So the thing is, is like, um, just to give you like the, the reason why there's more criminal here is because like uh, we 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 our minimal wage is way lower than you know in the United States. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people th things are really expensive. And the money is not enough. So some of those people find it easier to just draw people for money so that they can survive. So that's or for drugs as well. You know, when people yep. are doing drugs and stuff, that shit is like really fucking expensive. So they don't have a job to sustain that like addiction. So they just do like bad stuff like robbing people and like robbing cars and other kind of stuff. So of course there's it's more it's more common here because of that. But same as scenarios LA downtown, like as long as you're walking on the correct places, you should be good. But yeah, hopefully. Have, that have you ever been robbed? I haven't been robbed. Okay, so uh, but go ahead. I haven't been robbed because I'm a nerd and I stay indoors all the fucking time. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, that's true. But I, yeah, but I have heard of people that you, my mom got robbed, you know, and I have heard of people that you know they just get robbed randomly, and it's like you know that has never happened to me, but I never go out, so. That's fine. <laughs> so kids, you don't want to get robbed. Stay inside. That's that's. They say playing uh, Overwatch, dude. Overwatch comp. Yeah. So when your mom was robbed, were you guys, were you scared that wow, I almost lost my mom? Uh, or was it more normalized? It, it, it was like more. I I saw her and she was like not hurt physically, right? Mm -hmm. So it was really good. Most of the times, like robbers, like uh, they don't want to like, if they hurt someone, right? If they hurt you or they try to kill you. It's it's worse for them if they get caught. It's way worse. So if, if they just try to like steal you, hey, you know, give me your money, and they don't uh, damage you physically, then it's like it's a more of a chill environment. The thing is, is like since my mom already has like more age, mm -hmm. right? She is like uh, she's not like mentally you you do mental health and stuff yeah. like that right like mental stuff oh i imagine so you know the, that... the post-traumatic stress disorder that would be followed by that would be and that's what i was going to ask about next is how did you guys handle that but yeah, yeah i imagine uh, that was we, it we handled it like really normally i i was like scared for her because i don't want that that was just like one scenario but what if that happens again in the future and maybe she's not like lucky right yeah. so we we deal with it really well i was like yeah if like if you don't want to deal with this like they just fuck it like because she wanted to stop doing it immediately and i kind of like help her say like yeah fuck it like don't even think about it yeah we, we're struggling right now but just like fuck that shit like what, what you it, it's so bad it, like you don't you don't want to lose your mom because something stupid because a fucking job dude like you don't want to lose your mom because she's fucking working bro like, it's just fucking stupid man yeah i, I being mean? in your spot i would have been i would have been scared because at that point you had your grandma was gone right which was really hard on you she's your mom is kind of your mom and your uncle are some of the last parental fig figures that you actually have in your life that are around you. I guess yeah. I could see that moment being like just very, very hard and very scary. Yeah, it, yeah, it was it was scary and everything, but more than anything, I was like really alleviated that it wasn't worse. You yeah. know, I was like shared. You know, like I'm I'm just happy that I have her. And and every day, like every day that I have a chance, I like to hug my mom, dude. I just hug her, I kiss her, like I like to like. 
you know, thank God that I'm, she is with me right now because uh, she's helping my, me. She's helping my sister. You know, like uh, the fact that I am so comfortable here is because like even though she's not working, she supports me because I am like the financial support for the family. So she like cleans my room. She washes my laundry. She makes my food. So it's like really good. Like I like it a lot and I appreciate that she's doing it, that for me at least. Yeah, I think that's very different than a lot of people in different uh, cultures have a viewpoint of that. Uh, the the viewpoint of like family and the culture that you have down there, I think is very different than a lot in the States. Yeah. Um, and I, it's very much a family organization. You take care of each other. Go into that a little bit. What's it? What have you? Did you notice differences being in the states with uh, the way people interact compared to back home? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's like completely different. Uh, but like most of the time, uh, in in terms of like similar mom situations, I had the privilege to be able to spend some time with baby Ray's mom. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we went to eat with. Uh, it was uh, we went to like a. Ch- uh, I think it was like a Chinese restaurant, and. Uh, baby's mom kind of like stay uh, a while. She was like in the apartment a lot of the times, and she's like super cool, man. Like she's like like a really cool mom, and uh, she's she's different from my mom a hundred percent. Like in terms of personality and the way that she talks to baby and stuff like that, it's like my mom doesn't talk to me like that. So it's like it's it's two different like like the culture thing is definitely like showing there, right? And that's just like one example, because uh, I also saw. Uh, 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 Mutt's parents as well mm-hmm. and super nice super chill like i can definitely relate them more to my, like my family i guess to like my mom but e- everybody has a different right yeah. like it doesn't matter where you live like everybody has a different it just depends on education and like where you're born and stuff like that yeah for sure so one of the things that i know so you kind of take a very positive outlook to pretty much everything that has happened you, you try to reframe it in a way that you can work with and move forward how did you have you always been like that or was there a point where that kind of shifted uh what made you be able to take the mentality of this is bad but i'm going to move on because a lot of people are in esports or players they take it events that happen to them very very poorly yeah i think uh more than anything um how can i explain this so there's always like an answer you know there's always like a way to move forward and i have been like during uh, my time living here and like during all those experiences and everything there, there's always that situation where like you're like fuck dude like what's next like I, I, this is like the worst scenario right first thing is someone is having it worse than you at this time someone is actually like someone in my scenario that doesn't have a work that guy doesn't even fucking have a house that guy doesn't even fucking have food like someone always has it worse, so I, I'm thankful. For, I'm thankful for not being in that situation. Secondly, there's always an option. There's always something that you can do to move forward. Uh, if you need some like a financial support, there's like a lot of jobs out there that you can do. Of course, you're not gonna be making millions, but you can. You should be able to survive, dude. As long as you can survive, that should be enough. Like you should be happy with just like waking up and leaving every fucking day of your life dude you know you shouldn't be worrying about holy shit that kid has fucking gucci shoes dude and i don't like that shouldn't be a thing dude just be happy with what you have you know be happy that you have a family people that care about you people that you know support you you know be happy 
and that I think that's it. Like, I'm just grateful, dude. I'm grateful with with things that um, maybe it's because of my age, you know. Like a lot of esports, like you say, a lot of esports worry and they take it completely different. But the fact that I have like responsibilities and uh, my age as well, like it changes my mentality towards those things. So I don't want my sister to see me sad because I don't have a job, you know, like what is she going to say? Like, how is she going to perform at school? You feel me? That's going to create like a stress environment. So I'm going to try to be like, like a, like a chill guy. Like I have this under control, even though I don't, uh, I'm making sure that, you know, I get into a comfortable scenario again. I think that's a really good way to look forward to it. It, it almost reminds me of someone when they talk about re- religion, right? And, that are you religious at all? Because I know that um, sometimes religion can play a big part in individuals' um, outlook. More than anything, like I am not. Uh, I was raised as a, a Catholic. I think is how I say it in English. Ca- Catholic. Catholic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it almost sounds like Cadillac when you say yeah. <laughs> My first car was yeah. a Cadillac, but yeah, I'm a Cadillac, dude. I'm a Cadillac for sure. But um, uh, but I was never like really. I, I never really embrace it that much. My mom does does embrace it like a lot. Like my mom likes to pray. My sister likes to pray as well. I sometimes pray, but sometimes I forget about it. I think uh, like so, something that I have uh, like think about, you know, in terms of like God and faith and all that stuff. Like when you now that we have the internet, like you can see like the hundreds and thousands of religions. I, I don't know hundreds of thousands, but like there's a lot of religions, it's a lot. right? It's a lot. There's a lot of religions and like, so so who do you believe in? Like, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, as long as you have some something will always motivate you. It, having a religion is good for motivation, right? It's like, oh, my God is going to help me today and I'm going to get that check and I'm going to get that raise. God is going to help me. My God is going to help me. So it doesn't matter what God you have. Like, your God can be your family, bro. Like, your God can be your girlfriend, you know? If if as long as my girlfriend is with me and my girlfriend is there when I come back, like I should be able to get this under control. Like in this, in my case, my God is my family, right? As long as I have my family with me, as long as they're healthy, as long as they're good, that's the motivation for me to like keep on trying and keep on like grinding and just keep on doing what I'm doing, right? As long as I'm uh, they're comfortable and I'm comfortable, then push should be good. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a girlfriend. I do want to sidetrack. Briefly, I do not think he's referring to an unhealthy attachment, uh, especially with girlfriends. I see some people get unhealthily attached to a significant other. It can be very, oh. very damaging. I know that is not what you're meeting, and people should not take it that way because that is not what is he is meaning at all. No, 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 no. For for no, no. It's like uh, it's it's an example, right? Like yeah, my God can be my dog, you know, something that motivates you and keeps yeah. on going, you know, makes you wake up from that bed and say like the motivation can be yourself bro yeah. like bro i'm gonna wake up today and i'm gonna make myself better today i'm gonna move forward today and i'm gonna do it because of myself like anything can be your god as long as you have like some sort of excuse to give you motivation because that's what you need like uh, faith motivation like all that stuff that stuff is up here i think I, I, everybody thinks it different right but yeah. that's how i see things no and that's what we're after we're after kind of like your viewpoint so bringing up the girlfriends um, I know that Overwatch is extremely busy, and because of that, uh, some of the relationships I've seen, some of them can be good, some cannot be good. What's your kind of stance on uh, relationships? Because I know that you worked a lot. I can't imagine that you had time for relationships. I think in general, like, 
uh, relationships can be like a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. It just depends on. Uh, I, I think some of these players that are getting in relationships like really young yeah. might struggle a little bit more because, uh, especially when it's like you know, I'm gonna be honest with you, right? Like, you see, like 19 year old, uh, you know, people who probably they're nerds, right? They're, they're playing video games like I am playing. Like they don't have like, you know, maybe they haven't had like a chance to have a girlfriend before, mm-hmm. so being on the spotlight and being like you know on stage and making this money and like you know going to the gym and all that stuff like you're gonna grab more attention of like you know the the famous fine girls of the girls so or boys or boys yes. yeah it's it's fine it's fine I, yeah. <laughs> i'm not okay <laughs> it's completely fine yeah so if, if they get into that it, it's easier for them to like land in this like you know relationship with someone yeah and when there's like it's a first time experience, it's a first time like you're doing all this stuff. Like I'm pretty sure there's gonna be issues with that. That that's just like how it how it is. Like the first time that you're doing something, is gonna affect. It's gonna have some sort of uh, impact or affection on whatever you're doing. And that's just like I, I'm pretty sure there's like a low percentage of people that don't, but I'm pretty sure there's a high percentage of people that will. Yeah. So uh, it just depends. It's like a case by case basis. I'm pretty sure like the older people in the league. That probably have experiences before. They can definitely have like they can deal with this type of stuff like a lot better. But of course, it's just I think it just depends. It's like a case by case basis, in my opinion. Do you, do you have time for relationships, or do you feel like because I because I know that you worked a lot. Did you ever make time for that in your life? I I try to. Uh, I think in general you can definitely do it, but it has to be like really really minimal. Because like uh, let me let me just give you an example, right? A relationship to me can be like quote by quote like my family is to me so when i'm working right when i'm like screaming if i'm able to talk to my family right after what does the family do to you like what happens when you talk to your family in your case Mm -hmm. if you if you can tell me like what happens when you're like oh yeah so my family uh it's probably more my girlfriend now uh i don't Mm -hmm. like i don't really have a lot of extended family uh actually at all whereas some people do i have uh probably three family members that I actually really regularly talk to my brother, uh, my dad and my stepmom uh, occasionally. These are about the only ones in my family who I actually talk to because of some of the poor relationships I have um, out of those. Uh, so four, so my girlfriend too, my girlfriend, I always enjoy telling her about kind of like the things that I go through and what ha- I always look forward to sharing my life with her. Um, and I think that that is, that is exactly it. And like when we're, when I was doing, when I was over in California, um, we had a long conversation and I was like, listen, um, there's going to be times where I, j- I just don't physically have time to, to meet with you. And I need to make sure that you're okay with this. Cause you matter to me. And uh, we've been working on getting her a job over in LA cause she's an engineer. Um, so yeah, I know, right. That's a, that's <laughs> a fucking power. <laughs> Psychology degree, dating an engineer. That's, that's nice. dude. That's so, nice. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but that's something that, uh, we were like, we need to be okay with this. This needs to be something that we're working. But I always want to share my life with her. And then there's other family members where I just don't really want to. It's I don't get that same feeling, so I don't talk to them as much. Yeah. So, so that pretty much like you, you pretty much just answer my question. So, uh, in this case, like you don't really need family because yeah. not a lot of people have family, right? Yeah. But if you find someone in this case, example, your girlfriend, it can be your girlfriend, it can be like a friend, it can be someone else, but like you find someone that you can share 
you know, your day by day work. I think it's beneficial mm-hmm. some way, somehow, you know? So in this case, it just depends on, on the, on the, on the case by case basis. Cause if you have a girlfriend that is like, you know, she doesn't understand your time. She doesn't understand that you're busy and she doesn't want to listen to you when you want to actually say something, then that's a no, no, right. That's something that I don't want. So if you have someone that can help you with that, you know, I think that's perfect. So, so are you trying to take the relationship? Are you in a relationship? Or are you trying to take that very slow because of your situation? No, I, I am currently in a relationship. Oh, you right are. Now. Okay. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. So, um, when you were growing up though, you didn't really have a, did you have relationships or did you pretty much just focus? Cause you mentioned you didn't, you would rather stay inside. So I don't imagine that led to a lot of opportunities. No, nah, where... yeah, it, it didn't, it wasn't, it was, I, I was not a, a Casanova. I was not a relationship. I'm guy, surprised kind of like now. I mean, I'm like, wow, this guy talks well, uh, he could hang out with people, but I understand. I, the whole being inside yeah. would make it hard. Yeah, no, I think, uh, one of the main reasons is like there's priorities in everybody's life. Yeah. So once I have my priorities set, my once my priorities are covered, then I can explore different things. That's how I see it, in my opinion. So for example, you know, like in this case, like uh, I have a when I was in the league, I was making good money. My mom and sister were fine. So hey, maybe I can like do something else. Maybe I can explore different venues. So I don't know if that that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, it, it it makes perfect sense. You you make sure to constantly shift your priorities on what you're able to do currently or not. Correct. That is correct. Awesome. Getting all this good stuff that no one else has probably ever uh, gotten before. Yeah, no, no one knows, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's what... So, no meat is taken. Anyone who's looking, you're you're out of luck. Sorry. So, how did you how did you balance that, though? Because I, I, I could see it being kind of terrifying. Did you make sure you met someone who had no idea about you or what you did? Or was it an old friend? Or were you ever worried that... Um, uh, someone's dating me because of what i do uh i think it's like uh in general you need to like talk with the people a lot and like because even though i i mostly play video games i i'm a since i have worked in the past i'm able to like detect like kind of like the personality of the person mm-hmm. and kind of like the things that they uh kind of like the way that they think in a way mm-hmm. so i had to like have like conversations and be able to understand you know how uh, how th- uh, how she was going to react to it, if anything. So it, it's all about like knowing and understanding and reading the person to know if this is gonna work or not. Because if you have someone that's like, so you tell the person, yeah, I I won't have time, but you have someone that is telling you like to message you like every every hour or something, then that's a no no immediately. Yeah. That's like that's like a red flag, right? So you need to have like this list of flags where like, you know. This work, this work, this work, this work, this work, and then there we go. So I think that's that's kind of like an easy example to put it, no, but it I, takes time. It takes like a lot of time. When I work with people on relationships, actually, I always tell them you need to have a, you need to write out a list of red flags, um, and you need to write this down so that way you look at it later and you don't lie to yourself. That's normally why I tell people to write out because people when they see something and like someone that they really like, a lot of times they will bend those flags and try to hide them. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, I always recommend people to kind of write it out but your girlfriend did she know that you were a video gamer right away or did you wait to kind of like t- like i don't i don't imagine that's like a first aid like hey i'm a professional video gamer yeah, I, no, I, don't, no. I don't know if that's uh a... no 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 she knew but it was like uh in a way she does something that is related to gaming but it's not like okay. at all like like 
like pro gaming or something like that. She does work in the gaming industry, but it's not like, uh, how can I say it? It's not really similar, if that okay. makes any sense. It's like two completely different things. Okay. Awesome. I'm happy that you seem to be a good example for relationships. That makes me happy for uh, the future yeah. of... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not easy, dude. It's not It's not easy. And uh, a lot of people, a, a lot of, jo- like, I mean, when when people are like 19, 20, 21 years old, bro, like, they're... they're Develop. I don't know how to say. Their brain is their brain is not fully developed. Your brain doesn't start stop fully developing. Just an FYI, till you're 25, right around there. Yeah. That's when. Yeah. So so they're like, they're 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 like developing and stuff, and of course they want to like they just want to meet. They want to talk to a girl or to a guy. You know, like yeah. you just want to do it because that's just like nature, man. That's that's like that's how animals work, and we're animals as well. Like that's how the world moves. You have to like you know interact with the with the other side of the species you feel me yeah so so you you, of course denying players that it's understandable because they have to focus but as a player like they they need some sort of advice to tell them like you know what's going on here like maybe you can do this but make sure that you know with some sort of advice i'm pretty sure it's really doable Mm -hmm. if there's some sort of like uh some some people that can monitor that and like they can help them you know understand if that is good or not for what they're doing i think it's good man yeah because it's just rough man i i it's difficult man it's, it's just I, difficult. I i fully agree 100 percent with that i think that relationships are doable and i feel like you sh- that's an experience that you need to have you need to have in order to improve upon it that's not something that you can just get get good at um but i do think having someone there to help you and answer questions who has more experience or is older and has life experience is very very useful in the esports scene in order for making sure that players have some sort of stability in their lives yeah and and let me tell you something like i have talked with uh teammates of mine where they had questions about that and i am more than happy to help them like Mm -hmm. it's like uh some of my players like they they trust me enough to be able for them to talk to talk to them about it and i love to talk to them about it because like you say i'm someone older someone that has you know experienced more things so it's easier for me to help them you know it's i'm like a like their older brother or like their dad you know so it's it's that's for sure as long as they have some sort of guidance i'm pretty sure it's doable you mentioned my players which i think is awesome because you're kind of taking this father figure approach which I personally like a lot. I think it's cool thinking about uh, Dad Know Me, which is yeah. a new name probably. <laughs> yeah. um, looking at that, have you ever thought about transitioning or moving into being a, a coach? Uh, not really. Uh, to be honest, when during this like this whole tryout process, mm-hmm. I was I was offered a like you know a tryout for a coaching position, but I denied it because. Like I said, I still believe in my play. I still think I can play, you know, mechanically. I'm mechanically good. So as long as I can still play that, I would much rather compete on stage if I can. You know, I would much rather just like still scream, still practice, because I love that. That's mm-hmm. something that it's on, on my heart. You know, it's like screaming, practicing, that competitive environment is something that I love. Mm-hmm. But I think in general, like, uh, now that I'm talking to you, like, now that I talk to more people, and like, especially with goats as well, like I know a lot, dude. Like I know a lot about the game. I know a lot about life, and I think I can be like a really good coach, honestly. Like just, uh, it's actually unreal, dude. Like I see myself just doing that. I can definitely do it. I can definitely have the potential to be like someone that can definitely help you improve. Like maybe uh, I can talk to players. I can like 
tell them how to play the game better. Like there, there's a lot of things that I can definitely do. So I, I can definitely explore that option. Uh, I, I will definitely, I will definitely see what happens because it's something that the, the more times goes, goes on, I think I will definitely, I could definitely qualify to be like something, you know, a competent coach. Yeah. Is it something you think you'd enjoy? Cause I mean, when, when I hear you talk, I'm thinking, wow, he seems very emotionally stable, which I think is huge. Um, he's able to keep himself grounded. Um, you can uh, detach yourself from situations. You can take negatives and twist them into positives or find ways to, to move forward or move past that. And I see that and I think, wow, this guy from an emotional mentality level um, is could be a, an, an amazing coach. Is it something that you would you would get that same passion and enjoyment from, you think? Because I hear you uh, about taking care of your, your mom and your sister. And I think, wow, he would be really, really good. I think so. Honestly, like I, I think I, I will enjoy it. I think it's something that uh, I'm going to give you like a quick example why I think I will. Uh, during my time with the Shock, uh, especially when I was in the in the bench, just like, you know, watching them play, uh, like every time they come from stage and I see them, like I'm like, I want to help them. You know, I want to like, you know, at that time, like during that time when we're the dugout, like Krusty needs to take over, you know, Krusty needs to yeah. talk like junk bug, 9k, Harsha, they needed to like talk more and like help them, you know, figure out what to do. But me as a player, like what I was doing, I was like, you know, maybe like giving them like a back rub or like, you know, just being with them like, hey, I'm here for you, brother. Like, I know it's not that much, but it gives me like, it felt like family, dude. Like, I think when you get a point where like, you feel like family, it's really, really good. It's like, you care about them as, as if they were like, uh, going to like a bad spot you know like when you get care about people at that level i think that's when it gets like really really good it's like holy fuck uh i have no me there that's gonna like make me laugh that's gonna you know help me with this or help me with that if if i'm able to like accomplish that on a player i think that's amazing that's like i think that's what you want to accomplish as someone that helps you know a team being better you know you, you always want to have like that uh give them that source of like confidence and like warmth and like oh he will take care of me during the worst of the worst so i think i could definitely do that man i think i could definitely do it and i'm happy to do it like you know when i was with the shock i was happy man i was i was just happy being a part of the team just having fun with them making them laugh like that was just like a whole like a beautiful experience in my opinion and something that you know i will never forget yeah i think that like hearing you talk about it and the emotion and the passion, it it almost like brings me to tears. I'm hearing this and I'm like, oh my god, I just I just want to hug you, man. You're like yeah, amazing. It was, good, it, it was really fucking good, man. I I I really like it, all of them, and and it, it was great. It was great. It was it was a good time. Oh, and I think I think that is a, a good point to uh, actually end the, the episode. I think that that is a very natural ending to that lovable moment. And I always like to end on kind of like a good note. Um, before we head out, do you have any shout outs that you would like to give? Uh, well, shout out to like uh, all the people that have stayed, you know, uh, supporting me. And for everybody that has to leave, I completely understand, you know, even though... Uh, the the shock performance wasn't as suspected from season one. I think, uh, uh, you know, I, I kept like a lot of uh, a, a really good following from people that you know. It, it's just amazing, man. What what people have told me, what people have messaged me, and all the support. Like, I never thought I will actually reach this this level of support with like having fans and stuff like that. So I just I just want to thank them for just like 
you know, liking my tweets, going to my Twitch, like just doing all the small stuff. Like it really, really matters, especially now because, uh, uh, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, climbing back up with the goats and like screaming again and like practicing again. So it really, really helps. So I just, I just want to thank, you know, everybody that has been there for me uh, until now. And, and the new ones and the old ones, it's like perfect. And everybody that has, you know, helped me be like a better player, you know, my coaching staff, like Sefi, Lead RC, Harsha, Krusty, 9K, Junkbug, uh, trying to remember. <laughs> uh, hopefully I don't, I don't forget anybody, but yeah, everybody that was working like uh, Chris as well uh, on the management on shock, you know, management, uh, coaching, all, all those guys were like amazing. So uh, I, I just like my cage as well. <laughs> so yeah, I, I just love everybody. So yeah, hopefully that, yeah, that's, that's a shadow, I guess. <laughs> Fuck. And it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's about, thank you everyone. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that's the end. Uh, thank you, Billick. See you guys next time. Hey guys, I want to thank you for making it to the end of this video. I know that this content is a longer format specifically to showcase a more emotional side of people involved in esports. I think it's really important that we stay empathetic and show support to all of my guests that are willing to come onto the show. Sometimes they share some very heartfelt things that they've never shared with anyone else before. I think it's important that they understand that we support them and that this is a safe experience to do. This will show others that coming on the show is something that they can also do in order to share with all of us so we better understand esports as a whole and the people who are involved in it. Finally, if you enjoy this content as much as I do making it, I would encourage you to check out my Patreon that I have created. This will help you to support equipment upgrades, future content, exclusive content, and my general ability to drink an overabundant amount of coffee. And make sure to include some tiers that allow you to support this channel and give rewards anywhere from receiving my content early to being able to know the guest early and submit questions for exclusive videos. So I hope you check it out. I hope you have a wonderful day.